thank you everybody for joining us today um, or tonight, whatever it is where you're watching this. Um, and welcome to another of the Tofu Talk sessions around uh, basically our new normal and dealing with this pandemic in everybody's little pocket of the world. Um, and so I want to I want to thank you for joining me as well. This is the first time we've talked. Um, I, I've I've known you off or online for a little bit, but uh, for everybody yeah. else, could you could you maybe introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Stacy Owens, and I um, live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. Uh, my next question was going to be, where are you now? And I guess that <laughs> answers it. Um, I think you you're the first person so far I've talked to in in the Bay Area. Um, funny enough, my uh, my partner did a piece recently. She writes for one of the national papers here in Vietnam. And she did a piece about um, there were two women that own, I think it's uh, Pho Hanoi or Hanoi Pho or something, like these two restaurants in, where was it? Maybe it was like the San Jose Bay Area. Okay, yeah. The um, South Bay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I, she was wondering like, because I was saying, oh, I think people just call it the Bay Area. And I had to look up, like, what exactly is the Bay Area? Because I wasn't yeah. sure if, like, San Jose was in it. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah Real quick, it's it's seven counties. <laughs> um, and San Francisco is, you know, our, our sort of worldwide city here. Um, Oakland and San Jose are our other major cities. Um, mm -hmm. Around here, it's all the Bay Area. Um, but we call San Francisco the city. And then... Oh. Oakland and that area around there, the East Bay, and San Jose and the area around there are the South Bay. Um, and where I am, I'm next to the ocean, um, just about 20 minutes south of San Francisco, and this is called the Peninsula. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, I mean, obviously there's a lot of great stories coming out from this, of people being creative and wanting to help and everything. Um, and so this woman basically decided that like since she had to shut her restaurant down she thought okay well i can like in instead of donating some money to like the hospitals or whatever she said i can just make meals and my employees will be able to you know to work and everything and i guess people heard about it and like the neighbors and stuff so like her distributors and suppliers started donating and so i think she's done like three thousand or four thousand meals so far like and a lot of the hospital workers have never had vietnamese food so now they're kind of like when things go back to like normal, they're like, well, we're totally going to go and check out your restaurant and everything. So it was a really cool story. But that was like, I remember having to look up, okay, is San Jose <laughs> in the Bay Area? And, you know, so I, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I got yeah, a better picture now. Doing cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've, we've a lot of our, um, you know, sort of mutual aid groups are doing a bunch too. Food Not Bombs um, is sort of organizing in their different chapters around the Bay and doing a great job of getting food and supplies out to people as well. Cause like anywhere else we have a huge, you know, problem of people without houses. Um, yep. And that's probably been the scariest part of all this. Um, yeah. I think when I hear about the Bay area, that would be another thing I hear about is housing prices and all that because there's a the, there's a bit of the the tech industry thing is going on there right if i'm not mistaken like like crazy yeah. yeah and it means that i mean you know my little teeny house that i live in if you zillow at before this who knows now but but it you know um they were saying this is about 2000 square feet you know built in the 1970s um 
And granted, we're near the ocean, but last time I Zillow did, it was worth over $1.2 million, according to Zillow. So that just is obscene. And it tells you how completely out of range yeah. it's gotten for anybody. Um, and that's, you know, about six times what my husband paid for it in the 90s. So not only is it completely out of range, but it's happened very fast. And, you know, relatively speaking, in 20 years, it's... yeah gone up extremely so which yeah. yeah and i mean obviously with you know this sort of thing happening in the world that kind of just makes that even more of a concern because this concept of we'll stay home and shelter in place and it's like well yeah. what do i do if i don't have a home yeah or somewhere to shelter and you know right now um i live near the ocean so we've been having a lot of people from out of town who think that shelter in place means drive to Half Moon Bay and go to the beach. <laughs> mm. So, so there's been, um, you know, increasingly over the month, there's been a lot of uh, efforts to curb that. Yeah. But the latest one, which I have very mixed feelings about, um, is that the police are now pulling people over and looking at driver's licenses to see if you live in this area. Um, oh, wow. You know, which the part of me that's that's terrified when I go to take my exercise and there's, you know, 50 people on the beach trail is, you know, kind of relieved that, that we're trying to get rid of that. But yeah. from a social justice point and from people who don't have houses, you know, where are they going to be? If, if every community keeps saying, oh, you can't be here and you can't be here and you can't be here, this is not a solution and it's not sustainable and, and beyond the fact that it's quite scary that we're now being told that people can be fined or even arrested for being in the wrong place yeah and i think um i mean like right here in vietnam uh obviously i i, I technically shouldn't even be critical of the government because there are <laughs> yeah, you <terrible>. know <laughs> there are consequences um but it has been interesting to see, um, I mean, I, in the neighborhood, I feel like a lot of people are not complying, but there hasn't been like this mass uprising of protests and everything because it's, you know, protesting isn't really a big thing here because there's repercussions that are pretty serious. Um, yeah. But I feel like in some ways, and depending on if you believe the numbers in China or not, like that sort of one state party thing led to maybe some of these regulations, everything being like listened to a little better because yeah. we're just kind of like, okay, we'll do that. Whereas when it went over to the West, you know, people were like within a week, everyone's like, this has to end now. Like, you can't tell me what to do. Like I have my freedoms and da da da. And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was the same thing in the West coast of Canada and like Easter break came around and people were going to their cottage or their cabin or whatever. And, it's like, no, you're supposed to stay home. Like, but I've also read that um, like here in Vietnam and obviously in China too, like SARS and H1N1 like hit pretty hard here. So I think people also, you know, have that in their memory and they're just like, all right, we've kind of done this before. Let's do what we need to do and figure it out. And um, so I don't know, it's, it's a whole mix, but I was going to ask you like how, um, you know, what sort of measures are in place, like in the area that you're in and are people listening to them? And we kind of touched on that already, but <laughs> yeah. is there more? Um, 
yeah i mean you know they they the entire bay area you know i think is was pretty early and has been pretty good about trying to put measures in place um so they've been you know increasing as you go along and as people aren't following the rules then they you know put more in um so we've all been home for about a month i think it might be exactly a month um schools are closed until next year Uh, you know so school school around here starts late august so as far as we know kids are going back to school mid late august but we don't really know um you know it just sort of week by week um Mm -hmm. they um were allowed to go out only for exercise and essential tasks um I feel like that people are probably pushing it with the exercise thing as we discussed a minute ago, but you know, but I get it. It, I, I'm critical, but also I get to live next to the beach. So exercise for me means I go to the beach. You know what I mean? It's like for somebody else, exercise means walking around a city block. That's not so fun. Um, yeah, you know, um, and then, uh, but the essential activities, if you go to the grocery store, or a hardware store anywhere that's allowed to be open, you have you're required to wear a mask and gloves. Um, and we got emails this morning saying that they were going to start um, enforce that this is our grace period, and they're going to start enforcing that with fines <laughs> um, and possible arrest on the 22nd. Um, so okay. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's you know, and I, and I feel like that that's pretty typical but i know that there's other states in the country um and other areas you know out of the country where they stopped where they didn't um do the social distancing until much later and i'm not sure every state even is right now question mark question mark i think it might depend or a red state or a blue state right (laughs) so yeah 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 i've definitely I mean, I haven't been keeping like total track of all the states, but the overall news I've been getting from the states is that it's kind of a mix. You know, some places are already now talking about, all right, we're going to open up and start up the economy again. And yeah, other places such as say, you know, I mean, California in general, I think has been pretty tight. And obviously like New York state is going through kind of the worst of it from what I know. And so they're not in any way being like, all right, next week we're going to, (laughs) <laughs> up and running. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely seems like it's a bit of a bit of a mix. Um, so in terms of I know you have one kid, right? Uh, I've got one. Well, I've got three kids, but I've got one kid who is of school age okay. um, and lives here with with me. And I've got an older one, as I mentioned, who's in Seattle. He's 30. Um, yeah. and then I have um, a college age son who is home sheltering in place with us. Um, so yeah. And, and, you know, so, so we were sort of running the gamut. My, my 30 year old is the, um, director of volunteers at a homeless youth shelter in Seattle. So some stuff that's coming out of there, they're, they're having some, a hard time making some decisions and figuring out how they're going to serve everybody. Um, you know, and then, and then my middle son, my, uh, 23 year old, we really don't know day to day if he's going to be going to, college again in the fall um yeah you know it's it's senior year so this is gonna in some way affect his studies um yeah you know and then and then my little one <laughs> they they're calling it remote learning <laughs> um <laughs> i understand that different schools are doing it different ways 
um, his class in particular, and I think it may be our district, there are occasional um, online Zoom meetings, yeah. um, but it's really just sort of a check-in and the teaching is all happening. It, there's, there's work being sent home. Uh, well, not sent home, there's a Google Classroom, right? And so you log in there and all the work is there. Um, but the actual teaching has been a combination of me and my husband and my um, 23-year-old who also, thank God, is a math and science teacher for his performance. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been able to, you know, mm -hmm. um, put some of this on him. But but that has been um, really difficult. I'm I'm at the point where where I feel like I need to say like either, you know, do some remote teaching, or just you know, let us a little off the hook with the volume of the assignments, um, because yeah. it's stressful to be trying to get all these pieces of paper you know, done every day. Um, and it not, and I don't think it's serving anybody. I don't think he's really quote unquote learning, um, in the way that he would be if, if there were some online classes, which again, yeah. it's a privilege and I know everybody can't get that, but since we do have it, can we utilize it in a way that means that I can actually do my job? <laughs> you know? so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The in-between is definitely, would be would make things complicated i know here like um the international schools obviously you know they were like all right online learning let's do it because there's you know way more funding and like i think part of the infrastructure was already in place um yeah so i've talked to like because i've been writing for the paper as well and i've talked to some of the parents like foreigners with their kids and the snapshot i got of you know how people are doing here with us foreigners was no big deal, you know, half of them were teachers themselves, so they're just teaching their kids in the day and then doing, you know, online classes to make a little bit of money. And I mean, obviously, people have been affected in terms of their income because yeah. schools here have been closed since like January. So there are some some teachers that haven't really had, you know, because depending on the schools you went with, they either were just like, all right, we're closed or some moved to online learning or whatever. So it's been like a mixed bag. But the people I talked to were all doing pretty well, but that's like very much a different world compared to say like what I understand of the public school system here. And obviously, you know, people in small towns and like remote villages and everything. It's like, I've heard some stories of like very determined students like sitting up on a hilltop with like a cell phone signal to be able to get online and get wow. some classes. And then working in the firm for a day so they can go and buy more data on their cell phone. And so it's, again, you know, it's people just trying to do the best they can with what they have, but yeah, you would yeah. think like, Reminds us of you, our privilege though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, in that sense too, it's like, okay, if the school system within say a Western country is going to do it, like do it. And, yeah. and I mean, you know, but obviously, yeah, like everything's kind of, touch and go <laughs> and, yeah. you know it's, it's not like there's like a manual for most of this right I mean because I know like SARS and H1N1 did kind of hit the west but like I mean I know in Canada Toronto kind of had to deal with SARS a bit but it wasn't like this nationwide I concern talking about it right but it wasn't like anybody thought they were gonna yeah. get it <laughs> you know? just yeah this is really unprecedented and yeah, I, I mean, this concept of having, like, everything shut down, you know, yeah. is not, 
I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a little old, but I definitely haven't lived long enough to have anything to compare this to, right? And Well, I mean, not, I guess until she lived since 1918 or something, right? I think there's yeah, a- right? Like, you, you got to go yeah. back a ways. Um, so, I mean, like, obviously, so it's impacting your family in different ways. How, like, all together, how, how are you coping with it? Like, do you have any, any secrets to what's keeping you all going? I, I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, I think overall we're doing pretty well. And unfortunately, the secret is, is that, you know, I have all kinds of luxuries that most people don't have. I have a house that I live in. I'm not worried that I'm going to get kicked out by a landlord or any of this type of thing. Um, I own my own business, you know, um, so, uh, you know, whether business is up or down a little bit, we can, we all have certainly instituted that for me and all of the employees that our hours are just catch as catch can, right? We're, we're doing what we can. Um, and you know, my, um, we just have a relatively comfortable life. And so it, it, there's certainly some awareness and guilt that is involved with it, but I don't have, you know, (laughs) um, tons of great tips for people who are in an unstable situation. I mean, you know, how we're dealing with it is we're, you know, family games every night. Um, One thing that we are doing with my son's school that I feel blessed about is is that his teacher instituted something called Genius Hour, which is just being able to um, research and spend an hour each day doing whatever it is that you want to do and learning whatever it is that you want to learn. Um, So we have been going through the history of um, liberation movements and um, and different looking at different protests and looking at different um, protesters, you know, certain figures throughout history and seeing what was effective and what wasn't. And, you know, really trying to make this a teachable activist moment for him. He's always been interested in activism. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like that that sort of. Um, passing on knowledge and, and having fun as a family and the ability to think about you know, what do things look like when we get out of here and, and what kind of steps can we take to make sure that things are more fair going forward is yeah. the best that we can do and is, and is helping us all to feel like that there's some purpose to <laughs> being locked up in our house, right? You know, and, yeah. yeah. I, um, I have a friend who I think, I mean, I, from what I know about her through social media with her child, like she, they're fairly young. Um, I think maybe she'd be doing this anyway. Um, I'm not even sure if the kid's ready for school yet, uh, but she's been doing like kind of going through the alphabet and like each day is a different letter. And so then she's going over like different musicians with that, you know, that start with that letter and different books that start with that and certain topics around like, you know, activism and sort of historical figures that all start with like G or F or whatever. and so she's been posting kind of like the collection on the table and being like, today we learned about like, you know, um, I'm totally blanking on it, but just like <laughs> in terms of these historical people and listen to this kind of music and these bands. And I was like, well, that's cool. So it's like, I feel like everyone I've talked to has talked about like the importance of like maintaining a routine and, you know, just kind of yeah. knowing, okay, today we're going to maybe like have classes and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, while also, you know, being aware that if you have a bad day, like, 
that's fine because this is a messed up situation <laughs> yes. that you need to be able to you know process so um in terms of your kid like how how have you explained it to them like have you kind of totally put it all out there or is it like sort of layered yeah, we try to always be completely upfront and honest in a in a very age appropriate way with everything i mean you know my he's been a vegan since birth we talked to him about you know, um, racial justice issues, we, you know, LGBTQIA, everything. So, so we make sure that, that he really understands the real information, but in a way that's not scary and anxiety producing. So Mm -hmm. what, what he knows is, is that, um, you know, I mean, kind of as much as I know, right. Which is that (laughs) (laughs) there's this, (laughs) there's this virus and it's, you know, um, more, you're more able to catch it than the regular flu. Um, and that the hospitals could get overwhelmed. So to be a good community member, we have to do our part and shelter in place. Um, and that we don't really know when this is going to end, but, you know, we have some guesses. We think that it might be a few months, but, um, we all just have to do our best and we still can, you know, take the dogs for a walk and cook with mommy and, you know, all the, all the normal stuff that we do. And we're all just waiting to hear what's going to happen. Um, because I am very political and I, you know, run a political firm, um, Mm -hmm. you know, my whole family is very political. Um, I've been, you know, mostly talking him off a ledge about, um, Trump and, and what is this, you know, it's like, (laughs) he's, he's completely determined that this means that Trump's not going to win. And, you know, so there's, so the most anxiety has been around, right. (laughs) And I'm just, you know, so the most anxiety is, is, has really been around um, what's going to happen in the future because of this. Uh, It's, you know, which, Yeah. yeah, we're all, which we're all experiencing. And we just, talk about it as honestly as we can and, and talk about, well, if he does, then we're going to organize and just all we can do. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, on that note, actually, that leads into pretty well to the last question or I guess sort of group of questions. Um, I mean, are there like you kind of touched on if, you know, certain outcomes, but are there any sort of lessons that you you think your family is going to take from this experience experience like anything that's kind of kind of changed the way you've been living or like things you focus on or anything like that yeah i i I think that that as much as i've always um talked to everybody about being an activist and how it's important to support you know different movements and and we've done so all along um i think that this is showing us that um paying more attention is going to be important going forward. Um, and maybe, um, mixing in more direct work, not, not getting so sidetracked by, you know, I'm tired from work. I'm tired from school. I'm, you know, just (laughs) trying, trying to really, um, better use the, um, privileges that we have, you know, financial and with time and, you know, class and everything else, um, to, to be able to, to systematically chip away at this better. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm in a unique position again with, with working in politics. And my hope is, is that, um, that that peer group that I work with on the political side, that, that this, that this really motivates 
that um, that peer group because you know it's it's really the people in power who need to be looking at universal basic income and you know how how is it that they're saying that they can find places for people without a house to be now but they couldn't have all along how is it that we can feed people now but we couldn't all along <laughs> right yeah well, healthcare I mean how is it that that they're saying oh yeah you know well anybody can go in and get a test well that was never true before um, so you know, I'm starting to see certainly here in the Bay Area, which is, you know, a lot of the people I work with are um, Bay Area or certainly California um, campaigns. I also have some North Carolina campaigns. So so it's two different worlds. But um, but certainly in the Bay Area, I'm seeing that that the people who have the power are are more on that progressive side and more able to start to look at how we're going to make these things systematically better for people going forward. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but this is definitely, I think, re-energized me and my children to, to really look at um, keeping on the course with trying to make things better and, and, and escalating it. Yeah, I think, yeah, because that's something that I noticed, too, is that all these things that, I mean, especially in the States, you know, and in Canada as well, all these things that everyone was like, look, we need to do this. And everyone's like, no, we can't, like. Everything will fall apart and whatever. Yeah, you right. Know, we'll, we'll just be a communist state or whatever. Like, oh. It'll be anarchy. Like, that's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's like, no, the threat of the country will tatter and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and then this comes around and starts, you know, finally, like, the majority is facing it. And it's like, all right, okay. You know, in Canada, they were like, I think student loan payments are being forgiven or, like, pushed ahead. And now there's this what is sort of a version of basic income. I mean, they were doing, I think they started doing a testing population about it, but it's not exactly like on a bill yet to be passed. But now, you know, the government's like, all right, we're going to give, you know, I mean, people are falling through the cracks, like freelancers and everything. Um, but it's sort of talked about, right? And I mean, obviously the healthcare thing in the States is one of the big yeah. issues because, you know, as much as Canada, like there are issues with our healthcare system, at least if people want to go get a test or if they get sick, they're not like $10,000 in debt just because they got an incredibly infectious disease. Um, right, right. So I think, yeah, that's something that I've been kind of focusing on too, is that I hope, you know, out of this, people be like, you know what, maybe those weird lefties were, had some, had a good idea there that this is you know, the safety net isn't necessarily going to lead to like the collapse of our, our country. <laughs> it does, does seem like it's just a sort of very basic, <laughs> you know, idea. And, and for me, it's, it's frustrating. You know, I, I come from a family of, you know, a long line. My, my great grandfather was a union organizer back in the 1910s and twenties when it was dangerous. Right. And yep. You know, I was born in Berkeley in 1970. I mean, it, it always felt to me like that, that it seemed like that the grownups were trying to handle this. And so how do we find ourselves here now? You know, and, and now I'm the grownup. So we got to, we've really got to, we've really got to do something here. You know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think we kind of touched on it, but like, what do you, what do you hope the world learns from this tragedy? I hope the world learns to act more communally, um, to think more about, you know, your neighbors and, and that maybe you don't need three cars if your neighbor's starving to death. I, you know, I mean, just, you know, just, 
just I hope that they're both people's individual attitudes and also some of our systems are changed in a way that that more people have more and fewer people have too much. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I can agree with that. That definitely <laughs> sounds, sounds yeah. like a good, a good goal. Um, well, I want to I wanna thank you for sort of sharing this little window into your part of the world because I, uh, yeah. I definitely wasn't reading in the media about the Bay Area, except for the story my partner did. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll be talking again like we have been off yes. and on in various ways. <laughs> um, and yeah, I hope, hope you have a good, wait, no, it's night there, right? Sort of? Uh, not quite. It's 4.30. Okay. Well, well, I hope the rest of your evening goes well. And I will talk to you again in some form. Bye. <laughs>